Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 182. I'm chilling out here in the Mexican reject house with Jason Brendel. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? How are you? All right. I just want you to touch on real quick a conversation that we had last night. You were telling me about how much you miss Chris D'Elia. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just elaborate on that for me a little bit? Yeah, Chris D'Elia, man. Him and I go way back. <laughs> 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 By way back, I mean nowhere at all. <laughs> did you watch that that like docu film that Kyle Anderson did? No. What? Did you hear about this? No. What? Did you just live under a rock or what? I mean, definitely, yeah. Is it Kyle Anderson? He's a comic. He just did this really well, like well produced uh, video um, on Chris D'Elia and like how he's like a pedophile and stuff and how he like all this stuff like. Uh, since he put out that apology video and how he's still been like doing all this stuff, and it's pretty crazy. Uh, but you should watch it. I'll send it to you. Uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, that sounds like a good Sunday watch. Yeah, nothing <laughs> like, like a pedophile doc to get the morning morning started on a Sunday. Yeah, but it's just it was cool. Well, not cool. But like, <laughs> Super cool, dude. <laughs> but there was it was interesting because uh, part of it he would have these girls like he would like have this like cult this like this sex cult. And have these girls like get their his initials like tattooed on their neck, Jesus, which is kind of badass. Yeah, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, if, if you're, you're into, not, if you're into branding your underage women, well, when you put it that way, it doesn't sound that cool. Yeah, but you know, if you were to like have your girlfriend just like you know, it's, you can't act like this dude invented tramp stamps. Yeah, that's true. It's been around forever, bro. Yeah, tramp stamps definitely predate Cristalia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The whole reason I wanted to bring you here is because, are you from San Francisco? Yeah, a little bit north of there. It's like Sonoma County. So you're a diehard Giants fan, am, right? Yes, sir. How about, how about Carlos Correa and Aaron Judge? Oh, I'm, I'm very, I'm actually, the. I mean, I would have liked to have Judge. I wouldn't have minded that, but I'm definitely happy that we didn't get Correa. Because I don't know, man, I feel like it's just so hard to justify any contract that's like 12 or 13 years. Like those things rarely pay off. And it's like, you're paying for a player who's, yeah, he won the platinum glove, but if his glove declines, then his values didn't decline so much because he's basically like a 275 career hitter. He's like Hunter Pence, you know? It's like he's going to hit 275 with 20 home runs probably for the most of the rest of his career. I don't want to pay that guy $330 million over 13 years. Yeah, but you're not paying him. It's just the owner. Who cares? I know I'm not paying him, but I'm a fan of the team, and I don't want the team to be sucked into that contract for that long and not be able to pay other players. Like, People always shit on Farhan, and I think it's ridiculous because I don't think they understand baseball and how it works. Because baseball, one player, you know this, you have the two best players in baseball and the Anaheim Angels, <laughs> and your team fucking sucks. <laughs> one player can't make that much of a difference in baseball. It makes a big difference in basketball. If you're LeBron James, you're going to the finals. Whatever team has LeBron James is going to the finals. But in baseball, it's like if you have one player that's really good, eh, it makes a difference, but not that much. You need 25 guys, and that's that's how you have to build a team. That's how the Rays built teams. That's how the Giants are trying to build teams. Like. I would way rather just spread that money out and not make giant long-term commitments. Yeah, but also you said that, you know, rarely does it pay off. It just depends on what you look at as paying off. If, you know, Correa went to the Giants for 13 years, $350 million, whatever the fuck it was, and then uh, they win the World Series this year and next and then suck ass for the rest of the contract, you wouldn't think that that paid off? You know, back-to-back yeah, titles? Mean, for sure, it's, it's perspective. I guess it's just I don't feel like Correa is a guy that puts you over the hump. To, to win a World Series, I feel like I feel like Judge could have been that guy. 
And that's why I would have been okay with Judge. But. Yeah, but see, the Yankees lineup is and roster is way better than the Giants roster. He would have if he didn't take them. The fuck is he gonna do for the Giants, bro? Giants are ass. I mean, are the Giants ass though? They were five hundred last year, and their fucking roster was booty, and they won a hundred and eight games or whatever the year before. That was a total fluke, bro. Was it though? I mean, it was, was always so random. It, it was random, but I see how it happened. That's what I'm saying when Farhan constructs a team, because the way that they played, they were completely matchup proof. Like if you had a righty, they had any any lefty platoon, and if you had a lefty, they had a bunch of righty platoons, and they could play different guys in different positions. So they could just design their lineup to get a bunch of guys that got on base a lot and drew a bunch of walks, Billy Bean style, and they just scored runs that way and it was unconventional but it fucking worked they didn't have any names they were old as shit but (laughs) they got it done i mean the only thing that i could support that is the albert pools contract which is probably the worst contract in the history of any major league sport it's pretty bad i mean mike hampton begs to differ but yeah who mike hampton colorado rockies at the oh, time, yeah, at the time, that. at the time, the that was the biggest pitching contract in history. It might have been the biggest contract in history. It was the biggest contract in history for like three days until Alex Rodriguez signed with the Texas Rangers. Oh yeah, that like makes three sense. Three days later, uh, but dude, I, I'll never forget, dude. I was uh, when the Angels signed Albert Pujols uh, and then C.J. Wilson, like days Oof. apart, like like a day apart. Oof. Dude, we were uh, actually. I think it might have been the same day. It, may, it might have been the same day because I remember uh, I was at school. I was in Orange County. I'm from Orange County. And so we were in school, Fountain Valley High School, and it was first period. And my first period English teacher, who's like now like a UFC fighter. Uh, yeah. dude, dude, the usual to, like, progression. <laughs> dude, she used to show up to class sometimes with like her hair and like corn, just like, big white lady. Would, like, like big as in like, like she was ripped. Just yeah. kick anybody, anybody's ass. And like she would show up like cornrows. And we would know that she had like a fight after school. <laughs> she wow. like that. Uh, and then uh, like my senior year she just like retired from teaching and like became like a professional fighter but That's it was pretty wild. cool uh miss munoz uh but she was a huge angels fan too and so uh she walks in like eight o'clock and then like 805 the angels announced that we got albert pools and so she gets an alert on her phone. She starts freaking out, and we all start freaking out. We're like, "Holy shit! We just got Albert Pujols, bro! Yeah. Like that's crazy." And then uh, a couple p- class periods pass by later, and it might have been the next day. But I think it was the same day, and we get C.J. Wilson. And then everybody starts freaking out because that motherfucker is from Fountain Valley High School. Like he's a Fountain uh-huh. Valley alum, and so we're just like, "Holy shit! Like, dude, the Angels were winning the World Series." And, all this stuff. <laughs> and then high as can be. Fifth period comes around right after lunch. And the Angels, or the Angels, the Lakers got Dwight Howard. And so we're just like, holy <laughs> shit, this is the greatest day of our lives. Like, we're <laughs> a trio of disappointments. <laughs> we're, winning, we're, winning, we're winning five straight NBA titles. We're winning the fucking World Series. Uh, and then the Angels, well, it did pay off in 2014. We had the best record in baseball just to get swept by the freaking Kansas City Royals, bro. Yeah, those Royal teams were scrappy. Yeah, but then they just lost anyway. It was like they didn't win until the next year. They had a good team. It was like that young team that was figured themselves out, and they just smoked us. I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but yeah, man, the Angels have had a bunch of rough contracts. Josh Hamilton was rough. What the hell's happening with Anthony Rendon? I loved that guy, but he's just that dude's a bum. Eating bro. the pine, yeah. Yeah, I call him Ant. Dude, if I were to type in Anthony Wren like on my phone, it autocorrects to Anthony Wren douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> just because how many times that dude has just gotten hurt, I'm just like that fucking Anthony Wren douchebag. Now my phone automatically corrects that. Uh, but yeah, dude. Well, 
that contract wasn't even like that bad. It wasn't like for seven years, but like he just gets hurt every year. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I always thought he was an underrated player, and I was like, I would have paid him. Like he's he's a really good player. But underrated, he, I think he's overrated now. Well, now he's overrated because he's yeah. been sucking. But he would finish like top five in the MVP year. like every year. He single handedly won them that World Series. Uh, yeah, he was. You know, people always were talking about Harper and those other guys on that team, Trey Turner and stuff. But like he was the most consistent, best player on that team. That whole postseason. He hit like 450, like eight homers. It's just like, yo. yeah, the guy, the guy was a stud. But I think he's, I think it's his revenge season this year. The Angels are gonna make some noise this year, bro. Yeah, who'd watched, you, who'd you guys pick up? I know uh, you made, made we some signed, signings. We signed Tyler Anderson from the Dodgers. We got him for three years, 39 million, which is that was actually an amazing deal a because steal. yeah, a uh, huge deal because I remember other pitchers after him signed for like twice that and they they're not any better. A steal, bro. And then, you know, he won 15 games last year. Uh, we don't need him to win 15 games again. People are people are keep keep saying in all these videos that I'm watching and, like, Twitter, they're like, he's not going to have the same season he did last year. It's like, we don't need him to. Yeah. He's going to win 10 games. He could be our fifth guy who gives a shit uh, better than who we had last year. And uh, we traded for Gio Urshela, uh, who hit 285 last year. And then we traded for uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, who hit, like, 277 with, like, 30 homers. He has 30 home runs, like, every year. Yeah, he's he, remarkably consistent. He's like, I think he's one of two players that have hit thirty home runs or twenty five. Also, also plays wide receiver for the Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, yeah, so the Angels are looking pretty nice this year. Plus, I think we're going to trade uh, either Fletcher, Fletcher and Adele, or Renhifo and Adele get some pitching. Yeah, I was on the trade Joe Adele train when he was on a giant prospect because I was like, he can't hit. Who Joe Adele? Oh, I know, dude. That guy. We should have traded him when everybody thought he was beast. That's what I was saying. I was I was saying that to my buddy when when he was you know number two prospect in baseball or whatever. Because it's like those guys that are always like super athletes, like five tool players, but they struggle to actually hit the baseball. Like it's very uh, difficult for them. I mean, sometimes they do translate, but it's just I don't think it's as often as guys who have high contact skills. Well, not just that, but like that dude can't catch. Yeah, dude. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Is a disaster in the field. Terrible, bro. He's freaking losing balls in the lights, and it's a day game. It's like Jesus, man. He's ass. But what's the craziest thing was last year at the trade deadline when we traded Brandon Marsh to the Phillies. I was like, "What the Stan Marsh?" (laughs) Yeah. But we got Logan Ohape uh, back in that trade, and he's gonna be, you know, probably our starting catcher of the future. That dude's a freaking stud. Interesting. Who? uh, I know you lost Syndergaard. Who? Who else is in your rotation? Uh, We actually have. The eighth best rotation in baseball. Thank you very much. Oh wow! Uh, up top we got Otani, and we got <laughs> Sandoval. Uh, oh, yeah, Sandoval's nice. a beast. Uh, and then Detmers, who threw that no hitter, and he's only going to get better. Um, Suarez, um, Anderson, got a and lot, then got a lot of lefties. Yeah, they're going to find one more guy. We thought we thought we were going to get Nathan Yavaldi, but you know that guy's a bum anyway. Yeah, he got swooped. Dude, Texas is just shelling out the dough. They're still going to suck ass. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't understand. Their lineup is the nobody's. Yeah, to like pay Corey Lowe. Seager and Marcus Simeon half a billion dollars is bonkers. It's Marcus like they're Simeon good players. That they're good players, but they're not. No, it's just no. <laughs> Simeon's ass, bro. That guy had one good year, and then they threw him, you know, what, how, however many millions of dollars, and then last year he fucking sucked cock. Yeah, he does that. He alternates between sucking cock and then having a <laughs> <laughs> top five MVP season. You're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, that guys, it's it's so cool that it is cool living here now uh, because I go to the games all the time. They play the Rangers, you know, nineteen times a year. Yeah, and so it's cool. I 
Uh, I've been multiple times. I went for, I was there when Trout hit his career longest home run. It was the longest home run in that ballpark. How far? Ah, uh, shit. It was 472. It was pretty good. Dead center. Crushed, bro. How long has that ballpark been around? Two years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm bummed that I never. I'm bummed that I never got to go to a game at the at Globe Life. Well, they're they're both actually technically called Globe Life. One's Globe Globe Life Park and one's Globe Life Field, but yeah. I don't know which one's classic which. distinction, <laughs> huh? I know, but the the it's right across the street from the old ballpark in Arlington, uh, and so I, I miss it, bro. I, I wish I because I mean I always uh, my favorite World Series game is 2011 Game Six. And it's like I always wanted to go to that ballpark and see where, you know, Freeze hit that fucking double. Oh, and God, that game was unbelievable. Or the triple. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the greatest game of all time. Yeah, that one was phenomenal. Also, the uh, Cleveland Indians-Chicago Cubs game six, I think it was. Remember uh, that one? Oh, yeah. The one Jose Ramirez. Gave up that home run to Rajay oh, Davis. Yeah, Rajay Davis. That's who it was, yeah. Yeah. But, dude, it's crazy because uh, I, don't, I don't really remember that game. I just remember that play. Yeah. But I remember that whole – I just remember that whole Rangers team – and because, you know, I would go to the games all the time. I remember that year, that year, uh, I won this like uh, prize pack thing and some raffle where we got to go to a game and I was pissed. It was like, of course, against the Rangers. It's like you always go see the fucking you always go to a game because uh, my family, we, we would go like every weekend. We go on the Sunday games because just a day game yeah. uh, and we would go and it would always be against like the Rangers or the Mariners, or the Athletics. And we'd always get like free tickets because they played those damn teams all the time. Those teams would always suck dickhole. And you know, you'd just be like, <laughs> the, the games would suck ass. you go, you know. Uh, but do I remember? So it was against the Rangers, and we went. And 2011 was the first year, uh, or was it 2010? Uh, I think, oh, this was 2010. This was 2010, where they had a, when the Angels traded Mike Napoli to the Blue Jays, which is the worst trade in MLB history. And I firmly stand by that. The prime Mike Napoli, he was hitting like 40 homers. Our starting catcher traded him to the Blue Jays for Vernon Wells, who's like 40 years old. Oh, I used to love that guy. Huh? I used to love Vernon Wells in his what? prime. Prime Blue Jays days, dude. Vernon Wells was a shit. <laughs> no, that guy was ass, bro. It was pure ass. Yeah, he was ass by the time he got to the Angels for sure. Uh, and then they did the Blue Jays flipped him to the, the Rangers. And then Napoli is like the career home run leader against the Angels. That game that I went to, he hit two home runs. We lost like eleven to one. So I'm I was very familiar with the Rangers' entire lineups. So like in 2010 when they went and played uh, in the World Series against San Francisco, I was so pissed and they got smoked. I was fucking stoked. And then they fucking <laughs> played the Cardinals, and I was remember watching that just like man, they're really a strike away. They're really gonna win this one. And then just bam, David Freeze. And then again. They were going to win it, and then bam, again. I was just like, dude, fuck the fucking Rangers, yeah, dude. Man. I was so happy. So like, I remember watching all those games. Yeah, those Rangers teams were stacked. The old Cliff Lee days. They should have won, dude. Those teams, they had they had Napoli, Hamilton, Beltre, Andrews. They, the, the, their teams were like, like their worst hitter was like David Murphy. And that yeah, guy dude, I remember him. how stacked that lineup was, and I was like, Jesus, this is a gauntlet. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Giants couldn't have anyone that – Hit over fifteen home runs. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I don't, I don't think I can. I mean, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, Hunter Pence. Who else? That's, there that's wasn't it. a lot of pop in that lineup. Oh, that's for uh, sure. Posey. Yeah, it was. It was scrappy. That's for sure. But they found a way, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the hell you guys won three. I don't know either. Especially the last one. That one was 
I never thought in hell. It was literally just Madison Bumgarner just putting the D on his shoulders and just absolutely carrying them. That was bananas. You a big fan of Big Time Timmy Jim? Big Time Timmy Jim. Yeah, dude, he was the man. Big Time Timmy Jim, 140 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> hair, <laughs> hair flopping in the rain. Whew. That nasty splitter, dude. Change up. Whew. God, I was such a huge fan of Tim Lincecum, and then he joined the Angels, and I was like, we're winning the <laughs> World Series, and then he was just garbage, bro. Yeah, that seems to be a common theme, people joining the Angels. And I'm looking at Vernon Wills right now. Uh, 847 OPS the year before, and then he joins the Angels, 660 OPS. God damn. And then 682 the next year. How old was he, though? <laughs> 34, 35. Yeah, I don't know. We traded... 32. We traded, like, 27-year-old prime Mike Napoli for fucking... Ancient Vernon Wells. Gross. Vernon Wells led the league in hits in 2003 with 215. Really? Yeah, the more you know. And doubles. 49 dubs. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't terrible, but it's like, dude, you have this... Like, Mike Napoli was such a beast. He was like my, he was like one of my favorite players. My buddy, who's a comic, uh, looks just like Mike Napoli. Just like Mike Napoli. Uh, so much so that the first time... And this dude's like my best friend... Like, not just in comedy, but, like, outside of comedy now, too. Uh, Don Pierno. Uh, the first time we met, uh, I'd already been, you know, doing open mics for a while. And this fool shows up at this open mic, and he's, like, sitting in the front. And I'm, you know, I see him, and I literally, my first thought was just, I thought Mike Napoli was yeah. at the show. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And so, I, like, I, you know, I just roasted him, and I was like, hey, anybody ever tell you you look like Mike Napoli, blah, blah, blah. Nobody gave a shit. It was just like, he's an Angels fan, too. And so he's like, yeah, I get it all the time. And then... Uh, like a couple days later, uh, I'm doing another open mic and he's there again. And I didn't remember him at all. I didn't remember that interaction. I was like, dude, has anybody ever told you that you look like Napoli? And he's like, yeah, motherfucker, you like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just became like really good friends. Uh, but it's, he looks so much like Mike Napoli that, uh, he used to, people would come up to him like at bars in Orange County and be like, dude, are you Mike Napoli? And he would tell them no. And then it got to the point where so many people were coming up to him that he would just say, yeah. And like he's he says there's like 50 people out there in the world somewhere that have pictures with him who think <laughs> who think that they met Mike Napoli. <laughs> Amazing. And I was telling him I was like, bro, you should you should just like just like drop the Edward or something. Just like now nah, get out of here because they think it's him. Just, like, <laughs> just completely lose your mind. Have a total breakdown in a bar. <laughs> yeah, let me show you a picture of the just guy. Just on the floor trying to swim. Let me see if I could pull up a good picture of this guy that where he looks like him. Uh, yeah, but it's just absolutely hilarious that they they made that trade, and then we were. That was what that that was two thousand ten. Yeah, and that was after. Uh, that was after we had made. The ALCS the year before. Let's see. Yeah, my buddy. Oh yeah, beard and everything. He does look like exactly <laughs> just like Mike, like Mike Napoli, bro. He said it doesn't happen to him anymore, though. Yeah, I can imagine that'd be a very obscure reference. To remember, if someone was like, "Hey, you look like Mike Napoli," like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> who, who still knows who that is? <laughs> Jeez, he had some years, dude. Oh my god, 2011, he had 320 with 30 bombs, 75 RBIs, over a thousand OPS. <laughs> Who, Napoli? Yeah. Yeah, bro. We traded that guy for Vernon Wells on the back end of his career. In the prime of his career. Oh, my God. That was the year after you guys traded him, too. Yeah. Literally the year after he went 
bazookas. Yeah, and every so he hit he has thirteen or fourteen. No, sorry, it's seventeen or eighteen career home runs against the Angels. Uh, and that's second behind Alex Rodriguez, who has like thirty something. Like a full season of home runs just against the Angels. Classic. Uh, but yeah, Napoli were just like because that game we went to, I was sitting all like, along the uh, the first baseline on the field and just psh, he hit two bombs. Also had like a double, had like eight RBIs. We lost like eleven to one. It was terrible. <laughs> it's got single-handedly manhandled by, by Mike, Mike Napoli. Napoli. And then it was one of those things where he was like one of my favorite players. So like I was also like kind of happy. Yeah. Because, like, we started losing by so much. I was like, we're not coming back to this. And then he hit another home run. I'm like, woo! Is that the worst when, like, one of your favorite players is playing against a team that you don't like? That happened to me with fucking the Dodgers signed everyone I liked. Like, Mookie Betts was one of my favorite players. Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner. I was like, oh, I love all those guys. And then they all go to the Dodgers. I'm like, what? Why is, why is this happening to me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because I don't, like, not, not like the Dodgers. I don't give a shit about the Dodgers. It's funny because, like, a lot of my friends are Dodger fans, and so, like, I don't give a shit. Like, when they won the World Series, even though it was a Mickey Mouse World Series, uh, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, that's the only way they can win in a world pandemic. I know. You guys <laughs> got any more of them 60-game seasons, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Such a bullshit. But, yeah, I don't hate the Dodgers. Most of my friends don't hate the Angels because it, it was also yeah. – it was always flip-flopped. Like, when we were kids, the Angels were, like, way better than the Dodgers were. And then, you know, we get to, like, high school, and then the Dodgers have just been, like, way better than the Angels have been. Yeah. So it was just, like, we kind of grew up just, like, being like, let's go Angels. And then it was just like, all right, let's go Dodgers. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I never, I was never on board with, like, the crosstown rivalries, even with, like, the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants. People would, like, pretend to hate the A's. And I was like, I love the A's, dude. <laughs> the A's are great. Because it's also it's it just is so forced. It's like how many times the Angels played the Dodgers? Exactly, yeah, it's, it's not like a real rivalry. Four times a year. Yeah, who gives a shit, dude? We never met in the playoffs. Like, yeah, there's exactly. There's no rivalry yeah. here. Oh, we just happen to be close. They go over here. Are you gonna get hyped for this preseason game? Yeah, it is cool when they do meet up though. The freeway series. It, yeah. It's always fun, but it's not like I'm not going out. You know, trying to get beat up in the parking lot over it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That was the best part. You ever been to Angel Stadium? I don't think so. No, I actually haven't. Really? Yeah. How many ballparks have you been to? Only a few. I've been to San Francisco, Oakland, Milwaukee a bunch of times. God. Arizona, maybe. I haven't been to that many. You haven't been to the ballpark in Arlington or Houston to see? No. You should go see the Giants play the next year, dude. Yeah, they need to. Because I think this year is when all 30 teams play all 30 teams. Really? Yeah, it was part of the new CBA that all the teams, yeah, I think the Angels opened the season like Philadelphia or some uh, bullshit. Classic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Red on red action. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm freaking, I'm stoked for that because now we could go, you know, because the, the Rangers usually suck ass and it's like a new ballpark anyway, so tickets are like ass cheap. Yeah. I was sitting like front row on the field last year for like 15 bucks, like even in the beginning of the season when nobody even like knew they were going to suck that bad. Yeah. And then by the end of the year, by the end of the year, you know, tickets were like 10 bucks. Yeah, when a team starts to front lose, row. Yeah, lose it, you can get super cheap tickets. Especially if you buy them like right before the game starts. I remember I was in New Orleans once and I just wanted to catch a basketball game. And it was like 30 or 40 bucks. I got to sit in like the third row. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, I could touch Anthony Davis. <laughs> stupid unibrow. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you don't talk shit on the GOAT. 
<laughs> easy, easy. Can't hey. be throwing can't be throwing goats around like that. Uh, I know. But he's a beast though. I love Anthony Davis. Uh you know, when he's on the court. Yeah. Motherfucker. You see him sprain his ankle in the air. <laughs> no, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, he's the first player ever, dude. He sprained his ankle <laughs> in the like the video is him like it his foot touches Jokic like his foot in the air and you see his foot go like this in the air. And and it, that makes sense if it was against Jokic. And he's been out for like two weeks. And he's going to be out for like another three. Jokic like, cool. is an enigma. <laughs> I guess from another planet. He's <laughs> <laughs> just some fat fuck white boy. <laughs> like, just moves so slow. And is just so good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, he gets 15 assists every game because he throws the ball to f- 50 times. It's like, of course. It's one of the best passers of all time. Really? Yeah. You're smoking crack, bro. Well, I mean, that too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the ballpark in Arlington's awesome. It's my goal to see the Angels play in all 30 ballparks. Yeah, uh, that would be sick. So, you know, whenever uh, the season gets announced, I try and, like, build shows around where I could go to, to a new ballpark. That's smart. Um, but, so I've seen them, I've seen them play. I've seen them, the Angels play in Anaheim, L.A., San Diego, uh, Arizona. Oh, yeah. San Diego's a dope ballpark. I've been there um, Arlington, Houston, Boston, Atlanta. I think that's it so far. Hell yeah. But Atlanta was sick because I got to see Otani pitch, uh, which was dope. Uh, and then it was, it was, I was doing a run of comedy zones, and in the middle of it, we got to go to Atlanta. It took me, me and Brandon went. We got to go to Atlanta, and Otani was pitching. Place was fucking packed, bro. The tickets were expensive as shit, too. The cheapest tickets, it was like 50 bucks a ticket. Uh, it, it was like GA. They have these like. It was the first time I'd ever seen this general admission seating. Like the whole upper deck is like g- general admission. Interesting. So we just got there early, yeah. and then it like the ticket. Still, I mean, I could probably find it. Hold up. Uh, if I could open up my Apple Wallet. Um, where's my wallet right here? Um, view eighty six expired passes. Oh, look at this: San Francisco Giants and Los Angeles Angels. We won that game. Um, ALDS game two. I go to so many games. All these are just games. Yeah, I don't know where it is. Jack, <laughs> Jackie Robinson Day. Just lost in the collage of games. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's like all my all my Apple Wallet is just Angels games. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was weird. There was like this weird one numbered section that you'd have to find in the entire upper deck, and then it was just like GA once you get there. So we just went and found like a place. And just sat there, and then nobody asked for tickets. People would come up, and be like, "Hey, are people sitting here?" And we'd be like, "Yeah, fuck off!" And like, people would just like go try and find empty seats. It was really weird. But, that is weird. But it was cool. The place was packed. There was like fifty thousand people there. And then Otani was dealing, bro. He was throwing like a one hitter. I forget who the fuck was pitching for the. Oh, it was um, whoever their worst guy was last year was starting for them. So I was like, "Oh, cool, we're gonna murder these fools." Nope, the guy throws like a one hitter also for no reason. And uh, <laughs> and then in the sixth inning, uh, Otani gives up six runs. Uh, and they start when he's like leaving the field, like he gets pulled, he starts leaving the field. Like all the lights went off, 
and they they start doing this like the whole stadium starts doing this light up chop thing. Yeah. And I was I just remember just like sitting there just like about to cry. And I was just like <laughs> just hating you. I was like the I whole, remember that game actually. The whole stadium's like just chopping. And I was like no. I remember I remember looking at your Instagram story and <laughs> cause oh, it was I, he was dealing and then all of a sudden it was just like six runs in the seven. Dude, my Instagram. Oh yeah, my Instagram story was of the chop. Yeah, thing, and I, I remember I, that. My caption was uh, all right. I've seen enough. The team plan needs to go down. Yeah. <laughs> We left right after that. We were like, all right, yeah. we'll watch the Angels hit one more time. Then they like struck out in order. We just like we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. We left early because we had a, we had like a we had like a five hour drive after the game, and so we like weren't really drinking. And so I was like, I'm sure this would be more enjoyable if I was like hammered and we got to stay in Atlanta. But we were like, I was like, I had one beer, and so I'm just like, oh man, I almost actually almost had a panic attack uh, during the game because uh, it was crazy because of how long the lines were to like just buy anything because the whole upper deck is just GA. So there's like thousands of people up there for no reason. And it's way better with seating. I'll tell you that. Uh, And Brandon was like, Oh, I'm gonna go get a couple beers. And he was gone for like two and a half innings just to get like two beers. And, but like in the middle of it, I like started having a panic attack and I just started like, I just like my eyes just like zoomed in on like this one section across the way along, along the first base side, we were sitting in the upper upper deck and like the third base side and it just like the whole stadium like zoomed out and i swear dude i, I saw everybody that was there and i was like this is a lot of people man Jesus and I Christ. like freaking out upper deck is not a good place to have a panic attack <laughs> of all the places even if i'm trying to leave it's still another 20 minutes for me to get yeah. out of here <laughs> jesus christ upper deck planes all bad places for panic attacks uh oh dude i I'm I'm so glad I don't I never get panic attacks I almost I I almost get them so like because I used to get them and now I know how to like talk my way off the ledge like yeah, before yeah. it happens because I can feel it coming I just feel it come from like my feet all the way up and like before it hits my head I'm just like I feel like fucking I don't know Scarlet Witch would like just <laughs> stop <laughs> no use the force uh did the last time I almost had a panic attack it was I was on stage at the Comedy Zone in Florida and Mike had just Mike Eaton I just gotten off doing 30 and he's in the back. And for some reason, dude, I just like, I was doing a setup to a joke and I was like, like everybody's just like looking at me smiling. And I was like, man, this is a lot of people. And I was just like, it's always that dude. I don't it's know what that little, is. It's just like, a lot of people get to like, I don't care about like people. I'd rather perform in front of 300 than four. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, it's just like in my head, like, here's how it goes. I'm not scared. Like I'm, I don't get nervous on stage. What it is is I'll have panic attacks like like at baseball games where I'm not even on stage. Yeah. And I'm just like literally I'll have this thought where I'm like all of these people have their own lives. Yeah. You know, like they're like each person will go somewhere else after this, go meet, you know, other people and do this. Like you then I'll start freaking out thinking about like, oh man, this guy's a kid. What even is a kid? <laughs> just asking existential questions. You just in think the I'll start, then I'll start freaking out. <laughs> and so like I was on stage going through that. All of a sudden, I went through just like I, I didn't even think I was still telling jokes until I realized that I was just like on autopilot, just like yep. telling the jokes. Oh, yeah. And you know, then randomly their laughs would like snap me out of it. But there was a point, and then and then I've like it went away, and I talked myself off the ledge, and I was fine. But there was a part where I thought that I wasn't going to be able to contain it, and I was uh, about a half second away from just yelling 
Mike, get the fuck back up here. I got to go take a shit. <laughs> and then like running to the green room and just like splashing water in my face or something. Yeah. And then just get back out here. Cause I was staring at some lady and she that like clearly like was like pregnant. And I was like, man, dude, like pregnancy is crazy. Isn't it? Like in my head, just like this fucking, like she's walking around with the kid. Like if she trips, it could die. It just, like, <laughs> Your just, head is just all over the place. <laughs> I know. Everywhere but there. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Well, people, it's funny. So I'm trying to like, write a joke about it but it's like because uh, I, I stopped smoking weed because I would get panic attacks yeah. because, because pa- weed doesn't calm me down weed will just like make me start thinking like I, same sober yeah, for sure. sober I already think crazy thoughts but when I start smoking and you see me out like with people I'm like observing people I'm always observing people when I smoke weed I start observing people I start noticing like and thinking about like the craziest shit and I'm like this is not good this is not good yeah like it's funny it's funny, but it, it, like it, when I'm it sober, me. And I, but it's just like, just so I'm like trying to write this fucking joke about, <laughs> about how, uh, I stopped smoking weed cause it would give me like severe, I would, I was thinking I was dying and I would get like severe panic attacks and which is why I, I don't understand how they like use weed to help people with cancer because like those people yeah. are like actually dying. Yeah. <laughs> They're not thinking they're dying. They're actually fucking dying. And so, like, I would just, if I had cancer and they would just, like, give me weed to, like, help, I would literally hit the weed and just be like, holy shit, I have leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have leukemia. You start thinking about everyone else that has leukemia in their family. <laughs> like, Jesus. Just, what even is leukemia? How do you get this? Just like, like, dude, is it something I did? You know, it's like, it's, it's my fault. Yeah, dude. So, like, I don't understand how, like, like, cancer patients how that shit's supposed to help them because i would just think about how like i would convince myself that i'm dying these people have to convince themselves that they're still alive just yeah like, dude no that would not be good for me either i would i would have to take mushrooms whenever i take mushrooms i get an overwhelming sense of like everything's gonna be okay so if really? i was yeah if i was like in a really bad situation that weed would not help me at all but mushrooms would definitely make me realize all right i have the opposite bro yeah. i stopped smoking weed because of a mushroom trip Interesting. Uh, I just had the mushroom trip itself was actually amazing. The mushroom trip itself was fantastic. And then at the end of it, me and my buddy were like, uh, we should smoke weed. We were coming down. He's like, we should smoke some weed to like extend the high. Yeah. Yeah. But like shrooms and weed are like two whatever the fuck. So like you could either do that or have total opposite reaction. And so for me, like we were sitting on my stepdad's balcony in Fountain Valley you know, sun's setting, we smoke the weed, and then, like, just literally, my buddy's sitting on my right, and he's telling some story, and literally, the world just, like, got vacuumed, the sound in the world just got vacuumed out, it literally went, <laughs> the whole world went silent, like, in my head, and, like, I, like, I was deaf, bro, and I turn, and I look, like, all slow, and my buddy is still telling the story, and I just, just see his mouth moving, I don't hear a fucking, a sound, oh, nothing, wow. and then I just heard this voice in my head, it was just, like, you're dying. And I started freaking the fuck out. <laughs> sort of, I just, I fought the, I, I fought the high is what I did. Yeah. And then, you know, I took, like, I tried to take like five showers to snap out of it. I tried to force myself to sleep. I cried. I cried. I called my grandma. Like, she didn't pick up. <laughs> she <laughs> tried every trick in the book. Yeah, dude, it didn't work. Um, and then for like a month, I was having just like existential crises, just like in traffic. I'd be just like stuck in like a red light and then like it would turn green and I just couldn't move. It was crazy, bro. And then it went away. Huh. It totally went away and I'm fine again. And then like a month after that, I tried to smoke weed again. 
And then bam, it sent me right back into it. And I was like, I can't smoke weed anymore. Yeah. Not worth it. But I mean, I've smoked since, but it's very, very, very rare. It was funny because I was at the Creek the other day, uh, just drinking with a group of people. This guy came over, we were talking, the guy tried to pass me the blunt. And it's really funny because it's like, that's how you could tell who's hung out with me and who hasn't because yeah. most of the time people have hung out with me. They'll just skip me automatically yeah, yeah. in the rotation because they know that I'm not going to do it. Uh, this dude like offered it to me and I was like, oh no, I'm good. Uh, and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't <laughs> smoke weed, man. Uh, and he was like, what? We smoked weed before. And I was like, oh, really? He was like, yeah. And I was like, I was probably like so drunk, bro. Like I only smoke if I'm just like obliterated. Yeah. And like, and then it doesn't matter because like, it was like my thoughts are gone. There's no thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So there's no thoughts like, when you're hammered. You're just huh. So there's no thoughts when you're hammered. You're just yeah. There's nothing for the weed uh, to freak me out. Yeah, about. exactly. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah, weed is a sticky, sticky one. I always go back and forth with it. Like sometimes I'm fine, but sometimes it's the same thing you're describing, where it's just like it gets out of control and it's just one thought spirals into another, and then I can't slow it down, and then it's like, where am I? What am I doing? What is <laughs> what is life like? <laughs> Yeah, dude. It, it, it can only, and sometimes it only takes like one hit. Like, oh man, just take a puff. And I'm like, dude, a puff is like all it takes yeah. for my brain to just take off. Same, yeah. I'm super sensitive to anything I put in my body. Like, even last night, I was hanging out in the green room and Todd Glass was smoking weed and he like handed it to me and I was like, well, I, I can't not smoke weed with Todd Glass right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, sure. But <laughs> then, yeah. then I had to go host the mic afterwards and the friggin' the host forgot to bring me up after the show ends because usually the show ends. Well, then they immediately start the mic and I just try to keep as many people there in the audience as possible, Yeah, you know, for the open micers so that they can have an audience. And uh, she forgot to bring me up and then she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, all right, it's cool. No worries. <laughs> I had to go tell the sound guy to cut the sound and then I just have to walk up on stage and everyone's back is turned to you. It is the and worst I thing in, in comedy. Yeah. Then I saw you and I was like, I... <laughs> I was like, I just need to get off stage. I was like, I'm not, I'm not telling any jokes. I'm starting the mic. I don't, I don't like the first comic anyway, so he can deal with this. Like, <laughs> so I was like, all right, we're just going to start the mic. Here's this guy. And I just, just started it. Cause I was like, you can't do anything. There's nothing you can do unless you it's go out on stage and you're like, I'm Joe Rogan and you're literally Joe Rogan. Like nobody's going to turn around and watch you. Like they've yeah. already decided that they're leaving. They're literally have their backstreet you walking out the door. <laughs> you can't just like, ah, come back and watch this open mic. Like it's Dude, not going to happen. The biggest smile on my face <laughs> while that was happening. So I, I, cause I walked in, I walked in to get another drink and I was like, Oh, the show must've just ended. And like all the people are like filing out. So I missed the whole, she forgot to like even mention it. So I walk out. So I thought that she was like, hey, maybe you guys could stick around for this open mic. And then here's Jason. And then he come out and everybody, that whole crowd was just, nope. And so like, that's what I thought I was walking into. So I was just like, this is hilarious. Yeah. That all like 150 people are just like collectively fuck open mic. And they were all just like filing out, talking loud as shit. So I, I enjoyed that very much. And then you were like, oh, she forgot to mention it. And I was like, oh, that's. Not as funny, but still yeah. kind of funny. Because it, it would be funnier if I just happened to walk the entire room. Because <laughs> usually she'll bring me right out and I can keep like, because half the people will leave, but I can keep half half the people there, you know? Yeah, I can keep was... them for at least like 10 minutes or at least the time that I'm going to do. Yeah, and then a few comics. Care about. Yeah, exactly. As long as I can like get a few jokes in and like yeah. feel good about myself for a minute and then start the mic. And, you know, the first, you know, a few comics will have a substantial audience and people will start to filter out, which is fine and understandable. But when everyone just leaves at the same time because there's no mention that a show is going to start. 
Oh God. Uh, how long have you hosted that? You started hosting like out of nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Mikey was like, he he didn't want to really do it anymore. Him and Jack were hosting. I don't think they wanted to do it anymore. So, uh, he let me guest host a couple times, and then uh, I talked to some people at the creek. They're like, "Oh, well, he can't just like hand it over to you." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know what's going on." Um, but they're like, "All right, we'll let you, you know, host it for a few months and see how it goes." So, I've been doing it like a month or two, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um. Shit, I forgot I was gonna say. Oh yeah, so we met, we met, and this is hilarious because I don't remember meeting anybody. Literally, uh, I'll read this to you before we talk about that real quick. Yesterday, I met this, or two days ago, I was doing shows at the East Austin Comedy Club, and there was this crazy woman comic, crazy woman comic, uh, and she was nice. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna say her name. Uh, <laughs> she was nice, and so I texted my buddy. So like, uh, she followed me on Instagram, so I followed her back, and I was curious, like, you know who follows her, like, who, who also knows this chick? Because she was wild. And yeah. so I'm like, if you know this chick, they got to have stories or something. Uh, and because, like, she was just, like, up there, like, a 40-year-old woman uh, just, like, screaming at the crowd to, like, eat her pussy and shit. Yeah. And I was just like, this is wild, bro. And so uh, I check, and I'm like, this Arizona, this comic from Arizona who moved to Orange County who's, like, one of my best friends now, I was like, how the fuck does he know this person? And so I texted her. Uh, yesterday at 12 o'clock p.m. I texted him. I was like, you know this crazy woman named whatever? And I was like, she follows you. And he goes, I met her with you, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I met her last night. And he literally was like, we were, he says, we were literally on the back patio of Creek in the Cave or whatever, talking to some scrub comics, smoking and drinking, and she was one of them. And I was like, oh. I, was like, I don't remember that at all. So I don't yeah. remember. I thought I met her for the first time like that night. Uh, and then he was like, dude, I met her with you, you fucking moron. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, think but, I, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, pr- probably. probably. Her, her name yeah. sounds like a fucking like, like movie genres yeah, mixed no, together. Yeah, no, you're yeah, talking yeah. about. <laughs> like multiple genres mixed together. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure we met on the back patio of um, Tiniest Bar. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Because I, was, I, was, I think I was with Brandon, and we were leaving, and I had already done my set. Uh, and I didn't know you were a comic, uh, and, uh, well, I knew, I mean, you had a notebook with you, but I didn't, like, we had never met, uh, and so there was some, like, random guy there, and it was, like, it was, like, Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football, one yeah. of the football games was playing, and this dude was there watching, uh, and he starts, like, just, he's, like, oh, man, just, like, starts talking to us about comedy, and it was just, like, the questions he was asking was the most, like, fucking retarded questions <laughs> I've, I've ever been asked. <laughs> they, were very, they were very simple-minded questions. I was just, like, man, this is... This is easy shit. Like you can just figure this out on your own. You yeah, know? yeah. It was like so. You have to. It was. It was almost. Quite, I don't remember what he was asking. But it was. It, it, it almost felt like. It's like so. Like you know how to turn on a microphone. Like stuff like yeah. that. It was like it felt like he was trying to be nice and he was just like asking these filler questions. <laughs> yeah. It's like all right. Well, I'm gonna leave now because I got better shit to do. Yeah. But don't we all? Uh. But yeah. So I think that's where we met because then you joined the conversation with this fucking imbecile. About, yeah. Like whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, cool. Uh. Yeah. But I'd better meet people's stories, but I'm just saying it's cool that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that mic is such a shit show, too, because it's on, like, a busy street outside. Do they still do it? Yeah, I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. But. I had fun. I had fun. I remember that being fun, and I remember it was dope that there was, like, actual parking near it. Yeah. Whereas opposed to, like, you know... Although I found, I found spots. I also realized that they don't care 
where you park in Austin. Oh, like, it's oh. so funny. I've not paid for parking once since I've been here. Almost two years. I haven't paid for once. I've not gotten a single ticket. Every yeah. time I park downtown, it's a, you're supposed to pay. I haven't done it once because I don't have anyone to do the job. Like I talked to someone else and they were like, oh yeah, my buddy is like one of the two people that actually does that. And he's like, yeah, after a certain time and most parts of the city, like there's just no one to check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because it never happens. Also, like, police don't pull anyone over for traffic violations here because they always have something better to do. Like, I have watched wild shit happen in front of me and then been like, oh, there's a cop. And then just <laughs> watch it. And they'll just be like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> Most of the cops I see, like, at red lights and stuff, they're just on their phones and shit. Like, they're yeah, also just not watching. They don't care. It's wild. I got pulled over for running a red light uh, when me and Mike were going to Florida. Uh, I had my dog with me. Uh, I was taking her with us to Florida. And we were 20 minutes into the drive, bro. We were still in Austin. Uh, and this dude, it was, the light had just turned yellow, like just bam, just turned yellow. The dude in front of us slams on his brakes. Like I was going to make the yellow. The yeah. dude in front of us like slams on his brakes. I was like, what the fuck? And so like I quickly checked my mirror in the blind spot real quick and swerved around the guy because I had my dog in the back seat. I couldn't just like slam. She's a 60-pound dog, which turns into, you know, a uh, 200 pound missile, or like <laughs> whatever that commercial is. Uh, and so I, I just ran it and it just turned red and there was a cop in the first lane of like the turn lane. And so he just busted a U-turn and immediately I saw him pull the U-turn. So I just started slowing down, pulling over, pulled in this parking lot. You know, he turned his lights on, even though I was already pulling over. Uh, and then, you know, I rolled down all my windows so that he felt safe. And then <laughs> I had my, my hand out the window with one hand on the wheel and, you know, my dog came up and was just like, what's up, dude? Like, you know, like wagging her tail and shit. And I told him what happened. And he was like, all right, you're good to go. Yeah. I was like, dude, just wasted his own time. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I've been pulled over 12 times, and I've only gotten a ticket twice. Interesting. And both of the times was because I was doing too much shit. I think both those cops, or one of the cops, said that he was going to let me go. But I was just doing too much shit. I was, I was late for a gig. I was driving 95 in the carpool lane alone in a construction zone. <laughs> Classic maneuver. <laughs> and he was like, but he let me pick. He was like, do you want the speeding ticket or do you want the carpool ticket? So I picked the carpool ticket because the speeding ticket would give me a point against my record. Yeah. And the carpool ticket is just, you just pay it. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Interesting. But yeah. I've gotten, the only two because I've ever gotten is carpool violations. And they're both like 600 bucks. Yeah. It's retarded. Yeah, that does suck. But, I mean, that's a pretty good rate if you've gotten pulled over 12 times. You only got two tickets. I remember one time I got pulled over in Santa Barbara. I was in college. I was, like, 18 years old. And this was before weed was legal. And I had a, a pipe in my center console already just packed with weed because I was going to go smoke it at the hotel because my buddy and I were playing a golf tournament the next morning. And I was just going to smoke it before I went to bed. And so I have it all packed and ready to go. And this guy totally trapped me because it was, like, a one-lane highway, Highway 1 or whatever. And there's a passing lane. So I floor it in the passing lane to go by the people, right? And he's sitting on the other side, pulls me over for speeding. And I was like, well, what are we doing here? Like, it's a passing course, lane. It's a passing lane. Of course, I'm going to floor it. Is like, there? Is there actually, I actually don't know this. Is there, the speed limit is the same even in the passing lane? Apparently. What? Yeah, because he was like, oh, you're going, you know, 80 and a 60. And I was like, yeah, because I was flooring it around the other cars. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. I was like, I don't understand this at all. And uh, And he's also like, uh, do you have any weed in the vehicle? And I was like, yeah. And I just pulled out the center. I was like, it's right here. <laughs> and uh, uh, he, uh, I, <laughs> I think he, uh, I think he appreciated my honesty because he was like, all right, 
uh, just go ahead and throw that out for me. And then uh, he gave me a speeding ticket, but he didn't make me throw out the weed. So I just took it back to the hotel and smoked it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Me and my buddy, uh, I was doing, I did a, I did a show at the Bray improv. And then that night, this was, this was actually crazy. Cause this was, so I did this show on the one year anniversary of the first time I ever did stand up, like my first open mic ever, one year to the day I was doing the Bray Improv. And then after the show, uh, me and this dude who was at the show go all the way, drive all the way from Brea down to Newport Beach. And we were at the, the have you ever been to Orange County? Yeah. Yeah. So we were at the, the, the not the wetlands, the motherfucking um, shit. I always mix up the Bolsa Chica wetlands and like just the Newport. Ah, who gives a shit? Well, it was all the same. With the um, back bay, it was back bay. Uh, so we were at back bay, and you know, like we're sitting in the car, windows down, just like smoking all this weed. And this is like before the mushroom thing, uh, and we're we're smoking all this weed, and then all of a sudden, just like click, we just have these flashlights in our face, and these cops had just been like standing there listening to our conversation for like 15 minutes and the whole time we were just like talking about like fucking chicks and like, shit, like, like <laughs> just the douchiest this is the douchiest stupidest <laughs> shit and they were just but they were like they thought that we were like so what they thought was that we were like they were like gang related so like i guess this parking lot that we were in it, because it's so like low-key that so many people have been coming there to like buy drugs so they thought we were like drug dealers or something and we're just like two asshole motherfuckers just be like yeah, yeah dude this one chick fucking ate my ass like, <laughs> <laughs> she was so deep in there dude it was crazy <laughs> and so that they like we were they were like they were we were just so high that we didn't even know that they were just like stand- if I just looked in my mirror I would have saw this 6'5 motherfucker just standing right next to my car probably would have freaked out too yeah. uh, and then but I remember I had the pipe and the lighter in my hand and the flashlight came on and he was like what are you doing and I was like, man, it looks like I might be smoking weed. <laughs> Hear me out here, but <laughs> I think I'm going to smoke weed. Uh, but we had already been like just straight ripping it in front of these dudes because they had just, they'd been there. We'd, dude, they'd been there for so long that they saw us like pack two new bowls. It was just like, bro, like, what the hell? Uh, and so they were like, you know, can you get out of the car? And they were like, do you have any like, you know, guns or weapons in the car? And I was like, actually, uh, in the trunk. I have like swords. Uh, <laughs> I had, swords in the I trunk. Had, I had a bag of knives. I had a bag of hand knives <laughs> and pocket knives and swords. Because uh, this was uh, my great uncle had passed away, and I inherited like all these like medieval swords and shit. And so I just had them in my <laughs> trunk. I just never taken them out. <laughs> and so he was like, "What do you mean?" So I popped the trunk, and sure enough, there's just like swords and like <laughs> war helmets and shit. Like that. I looked like a, I looked like an arms dealer for Christopher Columbus or something, bro. And this dude was like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Is there anything else in the car?" And I was like, "I honestly don't know." And so he's like, "Can I search your car?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "There's, you know, I didn't have any like Glock 40s or like anything yeah. illegal. I mean, I don't know the legality of swords, but I'm sure they're, <laughs> le- I'm sure they're legal." Uh, it had like a like I had like a katana and shit like that in there, bro. That's amazing. Like, but like old school, like this is like like antique swords and shit. Uh, and he's like going through, but my glove box is broken, and so you can't open the glove box unless you pop off the side piece and like reach your hand in there and like push a pin in, and then it drops down. Uh, and so you know, 
this big ass cop, his hand wasn't like big enough and he's like, can you do it? So I'm like in there scraping my hand up trying to like open this. And the only thing that's in there is like my registration from like years ago is like this fucking, it's been broken for like five years. And I'm like, dude, trust me, there's probably nothing in here, but like maybe a car freshener and like the car manual. Uh, and he was like, all right, but he'd like searched the whole car, like through and through. I like had to put a seat back together. I was like, dude, what the fuck are these guys looking for? And I remember I, I started almost crying because I was like, look, man, I just did the improv. I can't go to jail. Like, shit yeah. like that. And then the guy was like, quit being a bitch. Like, you're fine. <laughs> like, you guys, as long as the car wasn't on and the car was off, but if the car was on, I would have went, I would have went to jail. Interesting. For like DUI or some shit like yeah. that. That's a weird. That's a weird one. But we were parked out of nowhere, like in the the wetlands or the, see, I always mix it up, the uh, back bay. And so he was like, what do you guys, you know, plan on doing after smoking all this weed? And we're like, oh man, we were just going to, we were just going to walk to the norms and get food and then go to his place. And he's like, you're going to leave your car here? You guys, he's like, you guys are really planning on leaving your car here? And we're like, yeah, (laughs) we need the exercise. And he's like, are you fucking serious? And we're like, yeah. And so like, he's like, all right, well, get out of here. So I rolled up the windows, and we 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 walked all the way to the norms, which is like two miles yeah. away, which is why he was like, get the fuck out of here. Because we're going to walk to norms. <laughs> and so we walked all the way to the norms. Uh, but, oh, did I have a funny video from this? I, for, did, I forgot all about this. So if we were walking, and we were like, he was like, quick, let me stop at this Circle K. I want to get, uh, I want to get like a slushy or something. So we walk in there, and the door's locked. And this Indian guy who's like working there, like the manager or something, this is late, dude. This is like one, two in the morning. Starts screaming at these like white people, get the fuck out of my store. You guys are stealing. Get the fuck out of my store. And we're just like standing there just like, what the fuck? And like all these people start walking up and this dude starts like chasing them around with like baseball bats and shit. And these white dudes are just like, fuck you. And like flipping them off and like stealing shit on the way out. And we were just like trying to like get a Sprite. We were just like, <laughs> we were just standing there trying to get a drink. Just trying to get a Schweppes here. <laughs> just anything, bro. Because we had just fucking smoked all this weed and it got kicked out of my car where I had like my water bottles and shit. So like we're just like, and then we had to walk like two miles. So we're like dying. We like we need something, some form of liquid. Like I was about to drink my own piss, bro. I would have fucking shotgunned a catheter. Like I was fucking oh, that's hot. dying. Yeah. And uh, and then the guy was like, "You get the fuck out of here!" Like kicks him out, locks the door on all of us. And we're like, hey, we didn't do nothing, bro. Like, what the hell? And uh, dude, I could probably find this fucking video. Let me find it. I know it was October 30th. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he kicked my buddy out because he thought he was stealing. Look at this. That's my buddy. (laughs) Fuck your shit, man. Yes, there's like a group of us like <laughs> he's so bad. There's like a group of us like oh he looks like who's that motherfucker from Star Wars? He's like it's a trap. I don't know. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Ah, motherfucker. Uh, but he looks just like that guy. Um, and yeah, so he like there's a there's a minute long video, but I don't remember what that one was. But yeah, he thought I guess he thought my buddy was stealing, and he probably was. <laughs> he probably totally was stealing. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> so we couldn't. So here we are, just like standing outside the Circle K after getting kicked out of the Circle K after getting almost arrested and like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I just want to go home. And so we didn't go to the norms. We walked back to the car hoping that they were gone. And I just hopped in and just like floored it out of there and drove home. But, Sounds like a great night. I know. I didn't even get to eat. But <laughs> Classic adventure. But I only remember that because 
like specifically, well, because I didn't get a ticket or anything, uh, but also because when I was sitting there on the curb while the one cop was like going through my car, the other cop was just like talking to us. And he's like, so stand up, huh? Like, this is the biggest person you've opened for, like blah, blah, blah. I was like a year in. I was like, yeah, I did a show one time with Eliza. And he was like, oh, really? And I was like, it was like at the store. And like, she like showed up like an hour later. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I went up on like the pre-show thing. Yeah, and yeah. like, then she showed up. I was like, yeah, but it still she counts. She was there. Yeah. She like, probably when I was doing my set was like still just taking a shower. Yeah. Like at her house. Just at home. Yeah. Yeah. Just not giving a shit. But he was like, oh, wow, no way. And I was like, yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> I'm super cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this guy has no fucking idea. I could have I could have just said anybody. Yeah, you could just make stuff up and yeah. start name dropping. Yeah, it was like, dude, Joe Rogan actually is at my house right now. <laughs> like, dude, no way. It was like, dude, I'll show you if you let me go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. How long, he... you, how long you been doing it? Uh, two and a half years. Oh, dang. So when we met you, we were like fresh in. Yeah, I was only doing it maybe like six months before I moved here. Um, you know, out north of San Francisco and Sonoma County. Not much of a scene there. Um, what? You know I mean, Kaiser? Well, there is there is like in San Francisco in the city, but like where I was, it's just kind of a small area. And uh, there was a couple amazing open mics there, like better than any open mic I've ever been to here for sure. Like really solid open mics. You're talking about in San Francisco? Yeah, where I was in Santa Rosa. but uh, How far away is that from the city? It's like 60 miles. Oh, God yeah, damn. It's north, yeah. So it's like, it's that's what I mean when it's a smaller scene, you know? It's just like a smaller area. But I started out there, you know, you could only do comedy maybe two times a week. There was only really like two, three mics a week uh, at best. Were there any shows? There's a few, but nothing nothing substantial. Um, so then I, I moved here because I wanted to pursue it more. And I was like planning on going right before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit. So it's like I had this year basically of just not doing comedy after I started and I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I just wrote a lot. Like I started off as a writer anyways. So I just wrote a ton. Uh, I published a book before that anyways. And then, um, I came out here and, uh, just been, just been grinding on that. So good. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that you were, uh, a baby. Do you count, do you count that year? No, I, I, I don't, I don't even, who fucking knows. But yeah, I, was, I basically just say two years. I was doing it six months, and then I've been doing it a year and a half here. Yeah, nice. I, if I could count the pandemic and say three, but yeah, no, it's I such mean, a funny question. Like when people ask too, it's kind of like a loaded question. Like how long have you been doing comedy? And it's like, well, who's asking? Because yeah. it's like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I always just say, uh, I always just say the next year, and then say almost. Yeah, like, how long have you been doing? It's like ah, almost six years. It's really, it's like it's only been five. For sure, because it's like definitely a thing where it's like, oh, people take that question. I was like, oh, you've been doing it five years, so they make assumptions about you, like you're probably this good. But it's like there's also like how much effort you're putting into comedy, mm-hmm. how much writing you're doing. Yeah. Have you always seen yourself as a comedian, or is this just something you kind of picked up? Like, Because yeah. for me, I always knew I was a comedian. It was just I've been writing jokes since I was eight years old. Like I had, I seriously had hundreds of pages of jokes before I ever stepped on a stage. Really? Yeah, so I always had the vision in my mind that I was a comedian and I've always been able to write jokes. That's definitely my strong suit. Like I can, I can write jokes. Like I'm good at that. So it's just been like learning about how to perform and all the other stuff that goes with it too. is like the networking, the shit like that. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that I've realized is very important. And mm-hmm. that I've like needed to push myself to do because I have the other parts, you know, I can, I can come up with jokes all day. Like that's no yeah. issue for me. It's about 
putting myself out there and like reaching out to people. I, I don't ever reach out to people to get on shows. So it's like, I have to start like pushing myself to hey, close, do that more. Close mouths don't get fit. Exactly. Bro. Exactly. hundred percent. So um, it's all that stuff. Yeah. I think the craziest thing was, uh, I found my middle school yearbook like a couple of years ago and I was like flipping through it, you know, just like catching up on all the old memes. And I came across this page in the middle where it said, uh, in 2020, well, first of all, the first, the left page was my favorite memory from middle school. And like pretty much all of them had something to do with me. Like when I, yeah, some, most of them was when I broke this guy's finger (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, get classic. (laughs) Uh, and then, you know, just other shit, uh, cause I was always just doing stupid shit. Uh, but my favorite memory actually, before I tell you this next part is when this guy stabbed this other guy because we were, our middle school was uh, a graduating class of 27. So like we would just go from classroom to, so we would go to the English class and we'd go to the math yeah, class yeah, yeah. and we were all together for like three straight years. So they all knew each other and we were, you know, this white bread ass middle school in Fountain Valley, California, Orange County, you know, there's nothing. And this guy stabbed this guy with a pair of scissors because he got tripped in a basketball game at lunch. <laughs> I know the type. Yeah. <laughs> I played ball with those dudes, man. <laughs> he just accidentally got tripped. We were playing sign out. <laughs> you remember that? No. You don't remember sign out? No. That's the game where everybody all plays at once. And, you know, uh, if you miss, you tip it in. That guy who shot it. Oh, okay. Is out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, catch yeah. an air ball, you're back in. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Break it at the free throw yeah, line. I remember that game, yeah. You make two in a row, you call someone out. Uh, sign out. Uh, and so the guy tripped uh, on accident. And it was, dude, the guy who tripped him was just like this, like fat ass kid. Like he was just like, was probably didn't even want to be there playing, but like all of us were there. So he was like, fuck it. I guess I have to. And like, then he accidentally like just gets in this guy's way, trips him. And I'll just never forget it, bro. It happened right in front of me. We were walking in the door. We had a substitute teacher that day. We're walking in and then just, I don't know, we're just <laughs> right in this dude's back. Oh my right god! Right in front of me, and I was straight like, to the spine. And I was, but it was like it was like it was into his shoulder. But it was like this big kid, and it was one of those like small pair of scissors too, like the one with the purple handle, and like just like the like a like like blade no longer than your finger. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't just deflect. It literally, yeah, it went into him though. It was like, yeah, sounded just like that, just like right in him. And I was just like, god. I remember sitting there, and I was just like, we were, we were standing, we were just walking through the doorway, and the guy was just waiting for him. Just waiting for him, like inside the door. And then when we both walked in together, just, and I was like, God damn. <laughs> Fucking God idiot. damn. Yo, yo, he just stabbed Harrison. Oh. We were like, whoa. And then the, 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 the teacher's desk was like right here, right by the doorway. So we like stabbed him like right in front of the, the substitute teacher and me. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, she's just totally, you know, some 20 year old bitch. Like, probably didn't yeah. know shit. And she's just all, definitely no training for that. And just, she was like, like just freaking out and I was just everybody was just like damn and we were like we were all like <laughs> we, I swear like the girls were like ah and I was just like just laughing <laughs> yeah classic <laughs> comedian you're just dying just laughing like that's the laugh. funniest thing I've seen in weeks <laughs> I, was, I was so used to having to like carry the laughs to the class yeah but I was just like yo that's wild <laughs> you know I would never do that like bro you stabbed him that's crazy, bro. A pair of scissors. The dude's fucking dedicated to the bit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then he, but yeah, he literally just like stabbed him and tried to do some like fucking corny catchphrase like, try and trip me again. And just like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then the craziest thing is, 
that dude got sent up to the principal and got suspended for like three days. And then like by next, by like the Friday that week, he was like back in class and we just had to be like, okay, you know, like yeah. is this guy was like a one-time thing like or a like math class with a sociopath. Like, are we, are we in danger here? <laughs> and then, yeah, he was just totally fine. Nothing, nothing ever. He never did anything like that again. And, you know, I went to high school with the guy and he's, we follow each other on Instagram that the stabber, uh, well, and the stabby uh, <laughs> stabber Magoo. Uh, but yeah, it was crazy. And it's just so funny. Cause like everybody forgot about that. And then I remember I was at like a party like a couple of years ago and we were just talking and the guy's name came up and I was like, Oh dude, yeah, that guy stabbed. What's his name? And like middle school. And they were like, what? And I like, I got to, <laughs> I got to tell my favorite story again from middle school, but the second page. And so I'm surprised that in my, uh, I'm sure I did, and they told me that I couldn't do, couldn't do it. And I'm sure I wrote my favorite memory was when like, stabbed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. stabbed Harrison right in front Trust of me, me, I've written a lot of yearbook entries that did not get put in the yearbook. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite memory, bro. Uh, I don't remember what I put as my favorite memory. Um, but, I no, actually, I think I put, no, yeah, that's what's actually hilarious about it is that there was like three, it was like, bang, when Galen broke Jeff's finger, when Galen broke Jeff's finger, and then mine was when I broke Jeff's finger. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, the timing was hilarious. Um, but then on the second page, it said, in 2020, I predict I will be a blank. And, you know, everybody, one word answers. And then, dude, everybody was like, astronaut, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. I'll tell you what, none of these people are doing any of the things they ever said they were, yeah, except you get down to my name, and it just says comedian. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> there, there don't remember, you, don't remember filling that out you at do, all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, but I saw that and I was just like, damn, dude, shout out little me. Hell yeah. You know, that's, but, that's dope. But yeah, and it was funny to like read through, like, I'm going to be, you know, NASA scientists, like they work at like Taco Bell now or they're dead. Some of them are dead. Yeah. A lot of people are dead. Yeah. Which is cool. Which is, I mean, not cool. <laughs> which is cool. But it's just, it's cool. Cause now you kind of like get yeah. to compete because it's like, if somebody just like, like I know a dude that just like died of like like he killed himself and you're like well, that's not as cool as what's his name who got murdered. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> you'd be a man and get stabbed. <laughs> Have a real death, man. Yeah. A, what are you jumped off a parking structure? Yeah, the I, was, <laughs> I was trying to think of a song. There's a song called "Brave Man's Death" that I like. It's about that whole kind of thing, like die like a man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's funny. I remember writing a whole bunch of random shit that. Got denied for the yearbook. I remember in history class once in high school, we had to write uh, our own story about like some kind of history event. We had to make up our own like whatever. For the yearbook? No, it wasn't for the yearbook. This was for history class. Oh, okay. And we're in class and (laughs) I'm just like pointing to my friend sitting next to me dying laughing because I wrote about this whole story about these people who got sent to Camp Dushan Macaque. I had, I, had, I had spelled it so you like couldn't really tell like yeah. it was some Russian camp, and uh, I just kept writing Camp Dusha Macaque. I told I got an A on the paper. He didn't. Even, I don't know if he realized it or not, but I got it through. I was just dying laughing the entire time. Do you still shit. have it? No, I don't think so. Oh man, I know it would be glorious if I did. Speaking of stabbing stories, I have a crazy one of those. Okay, so. One of my best friends, we went to college together, and he was getting a job in San Francisco, so he came up to see me. He's from L.A. area as well. Oh, nice. Came up to see me, and he was staying with me, and it was his last day staying with me, and then he was going to go stay with his aunt, and uh, I was like, I was sick that day, 
but I had enough energy to go bowling. So we went bowling and he was like, all right, I think I'm going to go see a movie if you want to come. And I was like, ah, I'm not really feeling too good. I'm going to go home. And I went home and I slept. And uh, so he went to this movie by himself and he sits in the movie theater in Santa Rosa. And about 15 minutes into the movie, there's a guy sitting behind him with a butcher knife. And he just comes up behind my friend. This is during a horror movie, mind you not. And he just comes up behind my friend and starts stabbing him in the neck and the throat and the chest with a butcher knife. And my friend was like, yeah, dude, I didn't know what happened at first. Like, I felt like I just got punched. And then all of a sudden I saw the blood and I was like, holy fuck, I've been stabbed. So we start screaming, I've been stabbed, I've been stabbed. The movie lights flip on. Everyone's freaking out. He fends this guy off somehow, goes to the emergency room, barely survived like half an inch in any other direction and he was done. Uh, he had to eat out of a tube for like a month. And uh, I was like, dude, what? I saw this on Facebook like two days later. Because <laughs> normally we talk every day. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's kind of funny. I didn't hear from him after he went to his aunt's. And I see on his Facebook, his mom set up a GoFundMe. And they're reading the story in the bathroom about how he got stabbed. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is going on right now? Someone sat behind him with a butcher knife and just started stabbing him. It was apparently it was some schizophrenic guy who had stabbed a homeless guy like two days earlier. And they didn't know who it was. Yeah, and this guy had, like, no recollection of any of these things that he did and completely out of his mind, just insane. Do they put him behind bars? Yeah, and he, so I don't know how Your long. Did buddy get any money from, like, the state or anything? He, yeah, he did. He sued the movie theater because they let the guy in without a ticket. Without a so, ticket? Yeah, so he got him for he got him for negligence. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, insane story. I was like, what? Yeah, that's pretty fucking nuts dude. yeah <laughs> dude how come all like, the craziest shit happens in movie theaters we had this dollar theater we had this dollar theater uh off warner and beach boulevard and now it's a church which is hilarious uh and but you would go there i remember dude, i would see i went i saw ted there for the first time like they would get like legit movies like five weeks after they came out yeah and you would go there and be two bucks <laughs> and candy was two bucks yeah you know soda was like a buck and we just, you know, no wonder they went out of business. They yeah, like how could you make money? Uh, but it was, it was really dope. And but one time, I wasn't there for this. Uh, but this guy started like diddling this little boy, like with the dad, like right next to the guy. So it starts like fondling the kid's like dick and shit. Jesus and then Christ! The dad, the the kid was literally just like, "Hey, dad," you know. And <laughs> this guy's grabbing my dick, <laughs> like a little kid, bro. And then, oh my god, <laughs> the dad turns and sees just this dude just like fondling his fucking like a five year old kid's like dick bag, and it was just like just beats this dude like within an inch of his life at the movie theater. And then the molester guy got arrested instead of that guy. And I I just never forget like reading about that, just being like, bro, like you, like that guy was just looking to get killed or something. Because like, how do you, how, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's- just, just, I'm just picturing that. Just the little kid sitting there, just getting his dick rubbed, and then he just he just turns over to his dad. Uh, dad. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you know this guy. <laughs> What's going on here? Jesus Christ! It's absolutely nuts, dude. That's Huntington Beach for you, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean that sounds about fair for a dollar movie theater. <laughs> yeah, just go in there, diddle some other guy's kid right in front of him. Yeah. Jesus. You couldn't have waited for him to go to the bathroom, bro. Absolutely bold. And then just to sit there while the dad's looking at you and just to keep doing it. It's just so weird. <laughs> There's no shame. Well, I don't know. I would have killed the guy. I would have killed the guy. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Some kids, your kids are just getting touched right in front of you. That's one of the, that's what the, the funniest shit about the whole, 
Uh, you watch that Dahmer series? I watched like the first episode and a half, and then I was like, there was a movie that was like very similar that I had already watched. I was like, it's just it's an extended version of the movie. I don't need yeah. to watch this. But the, did you watch the one with like the father was getting interviewed by the cops? Yeah. Whoever? And they were, he was just like, they were telling him about the killings, and he was just sitting there like, like it was no big deal. And then they mentioned yeah, yeah. that he was gay, and he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, don't mention that again. You're like, bro, I'm pretty sure being gay is not as bad as, you know, murdering 10 people. But, you know, what do I know? Eating them. They didn't eat all of them. I don't care if he eats their hearts as long as he's not eating their dicks. (laughs) Dude, can you imagine being one of those cops that fucking, like, just opened up the fridge and there's just, like, a frozen dick and balls? It's so disgusting. (laughs) I just, like, just people's heads and shit. Just like, that is nuts, bro. Just casually a head in the freezer. Dude, I don't know what I would do. I, like, I don't know what I would do. Probably if, like, faint. Wanted, what would you do if like, you were over here and I was in the bathroom and you're like, oh, I'm going to go fill up my water <laughs> bottle and you open up the fridge just a fucking dude's head in there. Would, <laughs> would you think it was real? <laughs> I mean, it depends what the head looked like. Why would you have a fake head in there? I don't, you don't know me. I could have an yeah, acting career or something. <laughs> I'd be filming a sketch. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'd be able to tell if it was a real head. <laughs> So you don't know how much I paid to get that real head. Oh, my God. I'd have a lot of questions that I wouldn't probably want answered. I'd definitely just leave out the back door. (laughs) I'd start asking around people who knew you. I'd be like, hey, you ever looked at Galen's freezer? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's crazy. I mean, I couldn't, like, the fact that he was, like, keeping their dick and balls and shit. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen a dick and balls? Have I ever seen a dick and balls? You ever like looked at your own dick and balls and thought about saving them? Definitely not saving them. No. Those dudes doing that with random people off the street. Like, what if they didn't even shower that day? Yeah, I think that's the least of uh, his concerns. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he could just wash their dick and balls in the sink after he cut them off. But I don't even know what's in like a nut sack. Like, is there just like air? Or is it like like if Dis- you were like if you were disappointment? To cut open- just a bunch of dried up cum. But if you like just uh, like if you were to cut open your ball sack, would like water fall out? Like what's in there? <laughs> just a bunch of baby spiders. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, oh shit, we've been rolling. Ain't uh, we rolling, dude? I leave the the final minute of the podcast to the guests to say whatever, plug whatever, any final parting words of wisdom you want to embark on our listeners before you maybe pass away on the way home or anything. <laughs> this next minute is all. That's you actually do. what I was planning on. I was <laughs> just killing it's yourself. It's a real, real good day to die. I figured, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But uh, now you can uh, check me out on jasonbrendel.com. I run a blog on there. Um, I write a bunch of stuff about comedy, about life, philosophy, psychology. Um, how much I hate myself, all that good stuff. <laughs> and then uh, you can also buy my book. It's called Not Your Average Sonnet. It's uh, available on Amazon. Nice. The cool lean price of nine ninety seven. You can buy me some tissues because I need those right now. So does Galen. <laughs> he doesn't have any tissues. He's using Chick-fil-A napkins. <laughs> and uh, yeah, come out to Austin, Texas. Watch us do some comedy. Cool. Thanks for doing the podcast, bro. This was a lot of fun. Hell yeah.